Breakfast official podcast with McGee's. Baking over two million rolls every week. Hello and welcome to the Best of Bowie Breakfast Podcast with McGee's. Woohoo! Who are officially Bakers of the Year, by the way. Yeah, they're not we, shy with their pies. No, they're not shy with their pies at all. Mm. <laughs> there are a few people in here. Um, but the thing is, right, <laughs> they are... Can I touch you for it? It's a podcast. The thing is, they just won this big award where yeah. they're actually the bakers of the year. So well done, McGee's. Can you that? Now, um, on the show this week, you've been busy, man. We've had a lot of stuff going on. You um, found a nosy woman with a love letter. I did. Alina, she was lovely. <laughs> um, and we wanted to try and reunite uh, Mr. Simpson with Michelle, but it didn't really pan out. Yeah. Um, yeah. She found a love letter and opened it up and read it. She, mm. Am I the only one that thinks that's wrong? Lawson dropped by for a chat. Cassie got very excited. Yep, I like Adam. He is a hot air. Mm-hmm. DIY disputes were going down. We had receptionist day as well. So we phoned up some receptionists to test them out and see how good they were. Some were good, some not so good. But the highlight of the week for me was Make Your Dad Mad. So much love for this. You know Make Your Dad Mad is going to be amazing when it's a two-parter. And Shannon and Alex did not disappoint. Shannon came up with a scenario that she was doing a photo shoot for a zoo magazine. Alex didn't take that too well. I got to play the sleazy photographer with a Cockney accent Dick Van Dyke would be proud of. Let's start with that. Hello. Wait, I phoned you yesterday. Hi. This guy's getting contact with me. Like, he's seen my photos on Facebook and stuff. Right. And he wants me to, like, do a kind of photo shoot. Right. Right, so I'm in his, like, studio now. Do you what? Where is it you're getting photos for? Well, he works for Zoo. For Zoo? You're not doing any photo shoot for Zoo? In a nudie magazine for boys, uh, Shannon. Right, I know, but I think it'll be. No, good. no, there's no nothing about that. If I see you, see if you tell me you're taking photos, took me any of your clothes off. I swear to God, you'll never hear from me again. Hear me? No, but I think it'll, it'll get me some like money, a, a, a bit of money for my holiday and stuff. Shannon, I don't give two monkeys if it's got money for you. No, if I see you anything other than a wetsuit and a diver's helmet on in front of your magazine, I'm going to you and I'll kill him and all. Aye, right, but I don't need to like go full frontal. Shannon. Absolutely. No way, no never. Right? But the guy's here. Put him on the phone now. All right, then what's the problem here? I'll tell you what the problem is, mate. That's my daughter you've got in that studio, right? Yeah, I get girls in here all the time, mate. Everyone's, every girl comes in this studio is somebody's daughter, mate. You want me to talk or no? Can yeah, you I'll, I'll, I'll knock yourself out. I'll knock you out. That's what I'll do. I think you're being a bit aggressive, mate, to be honest with you. I'm trying aggressive. to give a girl... I'm shit right in the face. Look, mate, the girl wants to do a couple of photos. I'm your boy. Okay, that'll be tastefully done. I'll put tassels over a and I'll be fine. And I'll ram them up your All right, put my daughter back on the phone. All right, mate, I'll stick her on. Then you and I can have a chat once she's calmed you down a little. Chat, just tell me where you are. Tell me where you're looking and have a chat with you. in my studio, geezer. Stay right there. Shannon, get this through your thick skulls in here. Right, this better not be a wind-up. Because see if it is, I'm going to kill you. And see if it's no wind-up, it better be a wind-up. Because I'm going to... But it can lead to like page three. I know what it can lead to. It can lead to me being in the f- jail for murder. But I can't even believe it. You're phoning me. You ask me this. But it, I don't need to get. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm just in a bikini. What? If you're just in a bikini, I'm going to your f- on your f- never be able to wear a bikini again. You know what I'm saying? You? The guy was going to take my photos now. Like I brought stuff with me. I've got like oil and stuff with me. Shannon, get your f- up the f- road right now. Right. Dad, hold on. Here's the guy. All right, mate. So is everything cool now? No, nothing's cool, pal. If there are any photos taken of my daughter, I swear to God, I'm going to come down there and you don't even want to begin to imagine what I'm going to do to you and anything else. I understand, mate, but someone's got to pay for the film. I don't care. Keep your mucky 
Stop TV BDI's off my daughter. He's hung up. Hello, what's your script? I've wa- I, w- I walked out. Of the- I walked out of there. Where are you right now? Hang on, wait, wait a minute. The guy's still here. Hold on, I'll put him on. Wait, are you just making a as you go along or what? All right, mate. Listen, uh, we're just going to scrap this photo shoot because this girl's too much high maintenance. To be honest with you, mate. Too, too much. Too much. You talking to my daughter? She was telling me you're a firefighter, so I was wondering if we maybe come to the fire station. Tell you that. Maybe we could come to the station do some photographs of some of my girls going down the pool. I don't give a I've got only one pool. Do I have a putting out your scarfy pool? You hear that? I got that, mate. Got that. Yeah, yeah. You sound quite angry, to be honest with you. Put my daughter back on. Are you an angry dad? An angry dad? I'm apoplectic right now, Phil. This better be a make your dad mad for the angel to see the snow. Oh, wow. You are the angriest dad I have ever noticed up in my life. Well, that's all my pal. That's what goes for the fire station. That's all the boys have. Get room for a firefighter if you're winding me up. Is that you, John? It is me, I'm afraid, Alec. I'm sorry, man. Oh, George, do you know something? I listen to him every day in my way at the work, and I always say to myself, I'll never get caught out of that. And Lawson have joined us. Great to have you here. Great to be here. Playing the garage last month, is that right? You did a little gig up there? Yeah, we were. Yeah, we did uh, the garage. Uh, we came back and did like three little shows. We always make sure we do Glasgow. Good idea. Actually, the last night of the tour. We always make sure the last night of the tour is in Glasgow because that's got the best night out. Take that, I've done it the other way. They're starting their tour in Glasgow. Well, that's, that's, that's yeah. a mistake. We, we've <laughs> done, yeah, we've done that as well. We've and that's that when we realised to put it at the end of the tour yeah. because it, it's it all downhill of, from there. Everything's yeah. an anticlimax yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, It's always a great crack you know like the atmosphere I think last time we came on tour we played the academy I think one of the most important gigs we've done as a band was actually at King Tut's mm-hmm. and we just had like the crowd it was one of the first sort of like breakthrough moments where you're like people are actually really enjoying what we're doing here and, and I love that venue I was going to ask you about that that kind of breakthrough gig where you just suddenly think wow this is really going to happen now was that that night or um, the, the gig we actually got signed off was a gig in Brighton down a venue called The Coalition which Coalition, is down on Brighton it. Seafront and we right. just supported someone on a tour and we thought let's put on our own headline show and see if we sell any tickets and we sold about 400 tickets or something for this gig at The Coalition we were still unsigned at that point and we suddenly walked on stage and uh, it was the first time people actually turned up and bought tickets in advance for our gig and that was yeah. the night we got we, we signed the deal the record deal as well and it hasn't oh, stopped nice. since it's just literally like... yeah it was, a, it was such a mad story as well because the guy who signed us from the label literally just happened to be walking down Brighton Beach like and he heard some band he thought I like the sound of them went into the bar and it was us playing and he signed us yeah. Yeah, that's it's incredible it's amazing it's one of those things where you like kind of felt like it was meant to happen <laughs> yeah, like he yeah, was just yeah. walking past at that point and, well I was going to ask yeah. did you get a feeling that day bad feeling that day really yeah, yeah. I, gr- I woke up that morning and Brighton's on my hometown it was my hometown show and I woke up in the morning and my face was really sore I looked in the mirror and for some reason one of my cheeks had just completely swollen out you yeah. look like um Quagmire. Quagmire. Yeah, I look like Quagmire. And I just, I went down and I was like, Mom, I don't know what the hell's happening. And so she took me to A&E straight away. And they said, "Uh, we don't know what it is, but it'll probably go down in the next couple of days. wow. So I committed to doing the gig that night. You went on stage like that? All my friends and family were there. It could have been different if you weren't there. I think that face is why we got signed. Perfect. By the way, that new single, I Am Loving, it's got that kind of big radio-friendly feel to it. Do do you think about that when you're writing a song? Um, I think sometimes you have to in a way I mean we wrote a lot of songs when we were writing this album but I think you know ultimately you you have got to write songs that you think a lot of people are going to love you know it's going to be on the radio and TV and you know it's it is a sense of it being commercial but 
I think you know, as you say, we we did manage to sort of get a, a good balance between it being commercial but still bandy. You know, yep. so, did you record roads in Nashville? It was our producer we were working with. Just said, um, "Do you want to come out to Nashville to see the album?" We were just like, "Yes, absolutely." So um, we went to the studio called Blackbird Studios, which is like a massively famous studio. Like Kings of Leon did their album there, and like a lot of country artists and James Bay. James Bay, his, yeah, did his album. John Mayer's there at the minute, and we were just like, "Yeah, we'll come out there." And we spent like three months just out there just and to be fair I mean we weren't just recording as well like no. you know, we had a few You're nights partying. out yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. what I was mean, it like for a night out oh it was great because it's all just based around live music so the main strip is uh, it's called Music Row and you're going down there and there's just hundreds of bars on each side and every single bar has a live band playing it's like the red light district of music it's amazing perfect let me ask you this question all right does it genuinely make a difference to go somewhere that didn't record an album in Nashville or the Bahamas or whatever rather than doing it in Brighton is it going to sound Absolutely. any different yeah, yeah. I think you definitely take into inspiration from everything around you and like all the musicians out there are just they're the best musicians in the world so you raise the bar don't you exactly you yeah, instruments we bar. might not have had on the album and now on the album I, and I yeah. like your idea of the Bahamas as well yeah though. Bahamas next time people are listening I've so overlooked that well it's yeah. listen guys it's great see when's the new album going to be out it's going to be out later on the summer okay but, uh, Rhodes is the, the first thing that's going to be out 24th of May this is going to be a massive hit for you guys thank best you of luck with the new thank album and it's lovely seeing you again good luck and we'll see you when you get back to the garage yes thank you there's a DIY dispute going on in the Bowie household because we've got this spare room now and I just want to paint the whole thing White and the wife wants to go all terracotta and posh and I'm thinking am I the only person that's having this dispute apparently not hello there my wife's painted the house more times than the fourth rail bridge oh is it just one of those constant jobs she gets to the end she's got to start again yeah yeah she gets to the end she's like oh I'm not happy with this room now it's just never ending jobs the smell of paint it, you're numb to it now you don't even notice <laughs> it so what's the latest colour what, what's the fashion this year what should I be looking for this summer what's in is terracotta in no I wouldn't say terracotta's in avocado Oh, definitely not. No. Not a 70s man. What about wood chip? Is wood chip still popular? <laughs> yeah, see, Lindsay's here telling you everything all about it. Oh, can, it I, can I talk to Lindsay briefly? Yeah, uh, she's driving. Oh, she's driving. Hold on, no, hold on. We'll put you on a speakerphone. Oh. George, it's all about feature walls. You need a... Wall. A feature wall. See, he's already got a feature wall because he's a rock fan. He's got posters of all these guys with various tattoos and piercings. I want a feature wall of heart taste. And what what, what features are in, Lindsay? What? Um, dramatic is retro, a retro wallpaper on one wall and then the rest of the walls pick up one of the soft tones in the wallpaper to complement it. I don't think you should be encouraging her. Thanks, Lindsay. I'll let you get back to driving, all right? <laughs> See, thanks so much for phoning, guys. See you after. So, yeah, DIY dispute going on in my house. Um, we've got a spare room. We don't know what colour to. I just want it white and just simple. Wife wants to go a little bit more extravagant, you know. She's wanting features and all that kind of nonsense. Terracottas. Terracottas and Which is one of an orangey colour now. Yeah, it's, is that the colour of a pot plant? Is that right? Is that terracotta? Yeah. I get confused. I thought it was like a flavour, like vanilla. I said it was red yesterday. I was very confused. Anyway. Top three um, worst DIY moments. Artex number three. Like the spirally sort yeah. of stuff on the that ceiling. That was so big back in the day when I was a kid. People used to go to like college just to study Artex. If you did that, if you gave up a couple of your years of your life to master Artex, Texting. What a waste of time that was. Avocado bathrooms are number two. Oh, I think the we'd green colour. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'd won in our last house. Number one on the list, wood chip wallpaper. Are you familiar with the works of the wood chip? Yeah, it's like the jaggy wall. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you don't want that in your list. We crumbs here. What do you want? George, my problem this time is hearts. I've got heart shaped everything in my house since I moved in with my 
find it's driving me up the wall. I've got a heart-shaped bedspread, I've got a heart-shaped cutlery, I've got a heart-shaped photo frames. Where I draw the line is heart-shaped salt cellar. Nobody loves salt that much. Did you remember tiling on her own? Oh. It was like wallpaper, but it was like it looked like tiles. Oh, wow, yeah. Do you think my mum had that? Yes, I think that was very popular at one point. I, th- I think I could bring that back. I could make that popular again. I know, it was dreadful, wasn't it? <laughs> I had did- even worse than wood chip. I think if I put that back up, there would be no chance of the boy ever moving in again. No, that's true. There you go. So we had a phone call from Elena, one of the listeners, who found something quite interesting. A love letter. Here's what she had to say. So I found a letter over the weekend, um, and it looks like some sort of love letter. Um, I'm basically just looking to get it back to the original owner or to the person that was supposed to receive it. A love letter. So, is it signed? Yes, it's signed by something Simpson. It looks like an N, but I'm not sure. Right, okay, so a Mr. Simpson. Mr. Simpson. So you found the letter? It was in the street. I'd actually stepped over it, but it says Michelle with a little kiss on the outside of it, and it hadn't been opened. Was it Glasgow City Centre? Yeah, it was just down from Argyll Street. Okay, Okay, so it hadn't been opened, but somehow it just magically opened. (laughs) Yes, I opened it. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, all right. It's something to do with their anniversary, um, and that they were going to spend the afternoon together. It also mentions something about... I'm not sure if that's a a dog or a cat or Mm. possibly a person, but I'm not sure. Yeah, do you know what Mr. Simpson said when he found out he'd lost the letter? What? Don't, 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 (laughs) don't! Can't resist it! Stop making a joke out of this! We want to find find Mr. Simpson. I'm the guy. Right, the clues so far. Are you ready for this, Constable Cassie? Yes, I am. Inspector Inspector George George. has the clues. (laughs) There's a Mr. Simpson involved to Michelle, and it mentions who's probably a pet. And it's a love letter. If anybody knows these people, give us a call on 0141 951 1025. Elena, do you have a picture of the like the letter, but not the contents, just the actual letter itself? Yeah, I do. Yep, I've got a picture of the front of it. Right, we'll put it up on the Clyde One official Facebook page. And if you okay. think you know anybody, then what we'll do is we'll put it we'll put it up there and you can comment on it. I like this. All right. So, Elena, we are going to get the latest on this. We'll put it out there and we'll maybe call you back tomorrow or something or later in the week. Is that cool? Yeah, no problem. So if you know anything about either of these people, Michelle or Mr. Simpson, 0141-951-1025 or email breakfast at Clyde1.com. We want to get to the bottom of this. Or you could head to the Clyde One Facebook as well because there's a little picture of the letter up there. You might recognise a handwriting and go, hang on a minute, that's my partner. Hello, Andy Murray's doing all right, isn't he? This won his second tournament in uh, as many weeks. Um, at the Madrid Masters beat Nadal, the king of clay, on clay in his own backyard. Not a bad effort. And he puts it all down to uh, his marriage to Kim Sears. He's not lost a game since he got married. Granted, it's only been about a month. But he's on a winning run at the moment and looking to me like he's in the form of his life. So, marriage works is what he wrote when he signed an autograph after his victory. And we were thinking, put it up on um, Twitter, marriage works until... And loads of people got back in touch. And the most disturbing one was, marriage works until she tells you she likes women, Georgie boy, and then leaves... True story. Can't help but think we want to know more about that. Maybe you'd like to phone in at some point. Uh, I've got uh, Alan on the phone right now. Alan. Marley's watching till you're $5. Oh, man, that's not good. You're the only guy in the house. Uh, I'm the only one, I mean. Ooh, five daughters, the missus and you. Tough gig, mate. Tough gig. Gary's here. Marley's works until you leave the chapel. 
and then even before the end of the reception it's, it's all right. popping off thank you mate I'll speak to you later hey, cheers we're talking about marriage works until Sharon says he stops doing what he's told oh harsh um, Nicole said you find out about his bit in the side Ouch, can't help but there's more of a story there. And Brian says, marriage works until your second family come chap in the door. His wife read that text, got in touch, and it was not pretty for the two of them. It is National Happy Receptionist Day today. Oh, is it? Wow. This is great. Do you have a receptionist at your work? We do. And this is what we're going to do. And we're more than happy to do it for you as well. We're going to phone our receptionist. A little bit later. I mean, she's that happy she doesn't start till 8 o'clock. But we'll phone our, <laughs> our receptionist and wish them a happy receptionist day. And we're willing to do it for yours as well. If you'd like us to do it, and you can sit in on the call, 0141 951 1025. Cassie's even written a wee song for you. Are we not doing it together? Okay, do it on three. One, two, three. Clap along. <laughs> oh, I'll do it with you, I promise, right? This time, right? You ready? One, two, three. Clap <laughs> You're right over there. Right, okay, this time. No, probably. you said you would do it too. It starts, because you're happy. Happy ever long if you feel like, like a happy receptionist. Feeling good. We have the best receptionist in the world. How do I know this? Yesterday was National Receptionist Day. I had loads of husbands saying, oh, phone my wife. Phone my wife. She's a good receptionist. So I called back David after the show, and um, I asked her if, if she was any good. Uh, would you like her answer after one ring or two? Yeah, I would go for two. Aye, I think one ring's a bit too formal, you know that way? It's a bit too in your a face. Better chance. Aye. Should, should she be polite? Uh, she'll be really polite. She'll be really okay. posh. Is she posh normally? No, not at all. <laughs> her telephone voice is nothing compared to what she's normally like. We're not going to tell her that at all, are we? No. Here's what happened when we phoned David's wife, Nikki. Oh, three rings, slack. Not impressed, David. There's four or five rings. Huh? Good morning, Alona. Nikki speaking. Hello, Nikki. Is that the Alona Hotel? It certainly is. How can I help? Well, I'm coming up to uh, M&D's uh, to bring my children to M&D's. And I was just... Okay. Uh, I, was, I heard that you're right next to M&D's. Is that right? We are smack dang literally less than 100 yards. That's fine. <laughs> can I just say what a fantastic receptionist you are as well? Oh, thank you. So I've always ta- got a smell for my guests. Have you? <laughs> that, that's not what David said. What did David say? David. Yes. David, David said you might be faking it a little bit when you answered the phone. Firstly, right, what makes a good receptionist, I think, personally, is somebody that answers after two rings. I counted at least five there. Oh, dear. And and he said that you're not that posh at home. He said Definitely that, not. No. no. Uh, nowhere near that posh at no, home, though. No. See? <laughs> how, how does she answer? Just do a quick impersonation. How would she answer the phone in the house? All right, what's happening? Oh, see, I don't know. I don't know if Nikki is the best receptionist. Right, there's some plus points. She's bubbly, very pleasant, really nice girl. Helpful. Right, yeah, but on the downside, fake voice, five rings, completely unacceptable. And did you notice she said good afternoon, eh, good morning at the start? Oh, no. Oh, I she... want to give her a chance. Nah, I don't think you're going to make it at boot camp. And as well as um, David phoning up about his wife, Ross phoned up about his receptionist. Here's what he said. Hi, there's that, George. Yeah, man. Hi, George. Uh, it's Ross here calling from Coybank Pugil, Arnold Clark. Um, just looking to get a wee mention for our receptionist, National, National Receptionist, receptionist Day. Who's your receptionist, Ross? Our name's Kirsty Brown, uh, also known as KB. All right, so the bar has been set quite low. Well, Nikki was all right. She wasn't great. Let's find out how Kirsty is. Right, let's see if she can answer within a couple of rings. 
Good morning. Thank you for calling Anna Clark. Can I direct your call? Oh, that's oh, wow. good. You're good. Is that Kirsty? Yes, George. Oh, wow. Kirsty, that was great. Yeah. Thanks. You're a great receptionist. <laughs> wow. How long have you been doing the reception, Kirsty? Six years. Six years. So yeah. you reckon you're like one of the best in the UK right now? Well, I don't know if that's gone a bit too far, but definitely in Glasgow, I would say. So you're definitely number one in Glasgow. Trades. Sorry? You're a pro in the trade. I know, I know. I quite like that. So, so what makes a good receptionist, Kirsty? What do we need to do? Because Cassie's not going to cut it in the radio, right? That's abundantly clear. And reception's her next destination, I think. So what advice could you give her? Um, obviously, you always have to be cheery, even on bad days. Right. Okay. Um, always sound professional. Right. This is my phone voice. I don't actually sound like this in no, real life. No, I was going to say, it would be oh, really annoying if so you did. Reveal your real voice, Kirsty. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Alright, I'm, I'm joking. Are you I'm sure? Because I think you phoned the GBX. Man, alright, Georgie, boy, you're gonna give us a big shout out for being on the trips to New York. George, that wasn't me. Are you sure? I like that. Well, listen, Kirsty, congratulations on being a great receptionist. Oh, thank you. Happy receptionist day. Thank you. Bye. My wife came to me with two outfits and said, "Which one?" Mm-hmm. Both looked exactly the same to me. You say Steggy does this to you sometimes. He does, yeah. Like, what, what t-shirt should I wear? What shirt should I wear? To, oh, not to your dresses, though. No. no. <laughs> Cassie, see when you go to the shops, which one of these should I be prancing about? And not the one in the left. It makes you look like a tart. You don't have that conversation with me. Nah. Okay, that's good. Anyway, I said to my wife, I'm, I don't know, and I'm gulping because I've got little beads of sweat in my forehead. I said, the one in the right. She tutted and walked away, put on the one in the left. If you don't, you know, if you, I think you just want me to agree with you. I don't know what it means when you ask which outfit. In that situation, right, she's already known what she wants to wear and she yeah. wants you to pick the same one. It's like the black-red game. However, a lot of the time as well, she just really wants to know what you think she should wear. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, H is on the phone. Do you know what it means? What does it mean? What one's going to look best and you've got to tell the truth. But we don't know. You no. do know because you guys will turn around and say, what shirt will I wear? What trousers? What tie looks best? You always turn it round. Well, I suppose we do ask as well, in fairness. We, we generally don't know what shirt to wear or what tie to wear or whatever, but th- sometimes... Well, we are the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you're just like what makes you feel good but sometimes you can feel good in it but then what that, what's going to actually look best for the occasion okay so maybe my say does matter yes yeah just as, our, just as we get, tell you it's the best shirt or the great trousers or whatever the right shoes, okay. I, I don't normally get a session on, it just leaves my clothes out. <laughs> and says, right, well, that's to say if you ask him. You're wearing that outfit today. <laughs> Is it, can I wear that outfit? No. <laughs> Speak to you later, Mrs. Exactly, see you. Hello, Stevie. How you doing, George? Uh, basically, I don't, know if it, I don't know if your wife does the same, but my wife dresses me. That's, that's what I just said to our last caller there. I get outfits laid out for me, yeah, you're wearing uh, that tonight. So basically, if they don't trust your opinion with your own clothes, <laughs> what hope in hell have you got for theirs? By the way, at breakfast on Clyde One, the big question on my lips at the moment is, when I ask my partner, or my partner says to me, which outfit, she doesn't really mean which outfit, she means you better pick the same outfit that I've got in my mind. Is it the one on the left or the one on the right? Yep. And I just, it drives me mad. Just make a decision, wear something and let's go. The taxi's beeping its horn. Alana, thankfully, is um, a singer I know. She's really good. She's uh, auditioning for The X Factor at the moment as well. And she has got it all sussed out, haven't you? George, I saw a, a quote on Facebook the other night and I just thought this totally sums up women for you. It says, men, if you ever want to know what a woman's mind feels like, 
Imagine a browser with 2,857 tabs open all at the one time. Now it all makes sense. I understand you so girls true. now. And um, thanks to Graham, who's bailing me out here on the text. He said, George, if you say the one on the left and she tuts, you very quickly say, obviously I meant your left, and that gets you out of jail completely. That, sir, is genius thinking. Thank you so much. Bowie at Breakfast, official podcast with McGee's. Baking over 2 million rolls every week. Go!